98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Remember field trips, Daniel, going on field trips, how fun that was? Because, you know, if you knew you were going on a field trip Thursday, when Thursday morning came, it was pretty exciting. Like, you knew you were going to have to do the whole class thing, but you got to go to, like, an estuary or something. Pretty exciting to go on a field trip, right? No, not not for me. I grew up in Alabama in the middle of nowhere. For our field trip, we went to – it was a it was a double field trip. We went to the post office and then the county jail. But that's better than sitting in a classroom doing arithmetic. No, I would much rather be in a classroom. Not really? At, not at the jail. Because we were like second, third grade, and they had just some guy in there for probably like jaywalking or something. But we, this guy, to us, was like Hannibal Lecter. We were scared. <laughs> sitting in that cell. Scared to death. <laughs> they paraded us by this jail cell, and uh, I just knew this guy was going to reach out and grab one of us. And then the post office, I'd rather been in the cell with the prisoner at the county jail than to go sit and go to that post office. So y'all took a field trip to the post office. Yeah, and they took us back there and showed us how they put the mail in the boxes. Were you fascinated? No. I was like, what did I don't need this? Well, my son's at an age where he is uh, now in first grade and they go on field trips. And what they always do with a field trip is you got to sign a piece of paper that says, you know, I, I give you permission to take my son wherever. And, and then they have a, a line on there that says, by the way, would you like to volunteer to chaperone a field trip? And last year I said yes, and now it's come again this year. They're asking for volunteers to go on this field trip. So last year we went to the gathering place with like 20 kids. And one kid at the gathering place is difficult. Mm-hmm. 20 kids, real difficult. Forget and they're not even it. yours. You're trying to keep up with who's in the class and da-da-da-da. And uh, anyway, so I get to the field trip. I meet them there. The bus is coming. I get there before the bus. And all the parents who have volunteered are there at the gathering place. We're all ready to volunteer. And the idea is we're all going to take a group of two or three with us. So instead of watching 20, you just watch your two or three, and then we'll all get back together at the end of the day at the gathering place. I get there, and it's me and a bunch of moms, and they all have their mom code. They all hate me because I'm a dude. So they're over there talking about what moms talk about, and I don't, you know, they're not talking to me. Anyway, it comes time to assign your three kids to each one of the parents. So they're like, oh, Miss Becky, could you watch little Jonas and da-da-da-da? Oh, and Miss Samantha, can you watch da-da-da-da? And then they didn't give me a group. So what were you doing there? I I joined to another group. So they didn't trust me. I don't know what it was, like sexism or something. But uh, they didn't give me my own group. And so I paired up with another mom and just watched the same kids she was already watching. And so now I'm like, you know, I don't think I'm going to do this volunteer thing if you're going to disrespect me like that. I'd be pretty sad if you were the chaperone. They're like, nah, we don't need you. They didn't say it in those many words, but at the end, it was kind of like, Remember when you were in school and uh, they would let two kids pick who was going to be on each basketball team? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Daniel, come over. And then you're like one of the ones that weren't picked. That's how I felt. Like I, I took time out of my day, went over there, and um, they didn't trust me with Well, don't kids. volunteer to be the chaperone. That's what I'm anymore. thinking. Like, now I got this permission when, slip in front of me. When you were in high school, did they do that thing like they did to us where they took us a tour of prison? I never went to a jail. They took us. We are like 16, 17 years old. Boys and girls. Yeah, I see you have Junior. a lot of attractions in your area. Y'all went to the jail. Well, I guess it was like a scared straight. Not, no, not the jail. This was prison. Oh. And they paraded us through there. And guess what uh, prisoners love to see walking through the uh, hallways of the prison? Young men. And women. Oh. And these guys are there using the restroom. No, they didn't mind. <laughs> All these people walk. What yeah, I they? guess the toilet's out in the open. Right. And also, it's their chance, to, I guess, you know. To see a lady for the first time in 20 yeah. years. What were they thinking? <laughs> Did it scare you straight, at least? Yeah, that's pretty frightening. Well, that then maybe it worked. 
It was a good thing. Not tiger. I got in there and go, hey, it ain't so bad in here. (laughs) A bunch of naked dudes and uh, danger. in front of us all. I like it, yeah. No problem. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. All right, Aaron Lewis tickets are free right now on a Friday morning. We got Shane from Bartlesville this morning right on the phone, Tig. Shane, have you ever been to, uh, what's that steakhouse in Bartlesville, Murphy's? Murphy's, oh yeah, absolutely. They, They pour gravy on everything? Yep. Hey now. Hey, what do you mean, hey now? Well, over, over gravy? Yeah, I, I drove gravy all the way up there. It was great, yeah. Something like they have a T-shirt that says that. Uh, listen, Shane, did you used to play golf? Have you ever played golf before? I have not. Uh-oh. Well, I, guess I have I, played it before, but I suck. So You also, like tired, <laughs> yeah. or like Ty quit golf because you were not very good at it? I, I enjoy it. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm like the world's worst golf player. So, yeah. You and Shane Tyke should team up sometime. Have a tournament for the worst. Yeah. (laughs) What I've got here, uh, Shane, is some golf terms. Get enough of these right. And you're going to go see Aaron Lewis next. Is it Wednesday or Thursday at the the Cove? Next week. I think it's next Thursday. All right. Up first, Shane, this is the term for one under par. Birdie. Birdie is correct. What if I said two under par? Ooh. Ty kept him out. Spread blank. <laughs> I, I think it's eagle. 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 Okay. <laughs> eagle. Oh, hey, right. you can't say that, Shane. Please. Up next, <laughs> cross, uh, uh, closely cropped area around the hole. Is the green. The green is correct. What if you were playing, Shane, and you were one over par for a hole? What would that be called? Hello. Help him out, Tug. Is it bogey? Bogey is correct. Bogey. Okay. Shane, this person is hired to carry one's clubs. Say that again? The person hired to carry one's clubs. Oh, a caddy. Caddy is correct. What about a warning they shot? Don't, hey, they don't just hold their clubs. What do they do, Doug? They help they them. They carry like, the whole bag. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, they carry the bag, and too. the bag, and then they help the golfer, like, hit the shot. If I'm not mistaken, Doug, you quit golf, so why are you even talking about it? You're right. I'll be quiet. <laughs> I'll be Doug's, silent. Doug's acting like he's uh, Phil Collins, or whatever that guy's name. It was really good at Phil golf. Collins. What was that guy's name? The, the Eagle? Mickelson? Phil Mickelson. Yeah, Bill Mickelson. Yeah. Uh, warning shot. <laughs> you know your stuff, man. <laughs> warning shout. <laughs> Uh, for an errant shot. Four. Four. How about the high grass area to stay away from? Rough. And finally, the desired area to land your tee shot. Fairway. Fairway. Look at that. Well, Shane, you need to get back into golf, man. You're a natural. <laughs> I know the terms. I just can't do the swing. I hear you. Well, why don't you, uh, when you go see Aaron Lewis at the Cove at the River Spirit Casino, invite Aaron Lewis to play some golf with you. Yeah, and yell four real loud. That's right. Tig, would you like to join them? Yeah, I'll be there. Tig, you act like you had a big traumatic experience. Like, I really don't like talking about it, guys. I did have a trip. I'll tell you the story if you want next. What happened to me? Is it a good story? No. Or one of your snoozers? <laughs> one of my snoozers. <laughs> hey, hey, have I ever had a snoozer? No. <sighs>
All right, let's do this. Uh, we continue on. Congrats on the big win, and we come back uh, less than an hour. Hey, it's Lainey Wilson. It don't get much better than this, y'all. We're about to have us some fun. But as good as it is tough, I got a heart like a truck. Today's Hot Country. Today's Hot Country. 98.5. The Bull. I never stay in one place. Uh, Daniel says I'm setting a bad example on the radio. It's 98.5 The Bull. He says uh, he's ashamed that kids are in the car sometimes when they listen to me talk because today uh, we got to talking about I uh, quit playing golf, and you said now I'm a quitter, and what an example to set that if something got hard and you just quit because you don't like it anymore. Yeah. Hey Listen, because you used to play golf, and you, uh, you actually pe- played golf once or twice when you got here. I think you went one day with Tanner. Yeah, from uh, Big Country. To play I, I golf, did. and then um, you just stopped all of a sudden, and I haven't heard you talk about it. Yes, but you're trying to paint it like I'm a quitter. And well, do you still play golf? No, I, I played. I started playing golf when I was already an adult, so I played for two or three years, and I quit. And you said you were going to reveal the reason you quit playing golf. Well, I was embarrassed one time. Well, what like, happened? Severely embarrassed. Um, a guy had asked me, he said, and he was the guy who was putting on a charity golf tournament. Okay, he's putting on a charity golf tournament with celebrities, okay? And so they're inviting these celebrities, and they actually show up. Some actual celebrities are there, like Jamie Johnson is there. You got some NFL coaches there, some NFL players. So, like, actual celebrities did show up, and the idea is you pay a bunch of money to play in this little golf tournament, but it all goes to charity, and you might get teamed up with, like, a hero of yours, you know, like a baseball player you grew up watching. So, or maybe an actor or something. You, you get excited about who you're going to get teamed up with to play golf. It's you and a celebrity. Sure. And so I got excited, too. I'm like, cool, I get to go play in the celebrity golf tournament. I wonder who I'll get as my celebrity. Will it be, like, Pat Sajak? You know, will it be? Who will it be? And I got excited, and I'm driving to the golf course, and I go, man, it's going to be so cool. I'm going to be, like, get a selfie with some celebrity. It's going to be fantastic. And I get to the golf course, and my name's not on the registration. I go, well... It must be. And they go, well, I don't know. And so I went to another table, and they go, oh, yeah, you're one of the celebrities. And I said, no, there's some mistake, right? Because I'm just playing. I'm not the celebrity. This guy signed me up to be one of the celebrities. Could you imagine the disappointment that would be yours, Daniel, if you paid $500 to play golf that day to get paired up with a celebrity? And, you know, you're thinking like Jay Leno or something, and uh, they put you with some guy you never heard of named Tig. And so I was, and I, I had to play golf with these guys. They were horribly disappointed. I suck at golf. I brought our scores down. It was just bad. So, in other words, you signed up as a celebrity at a celebrity golf tournament, and then you were ashamed when nobody knew you. I was ashamed that they thought that I, like anybody would care to play golf with me. It's <laughs> like this is so stupid. I mean, so you, you mean getting, you you signed up and didn't realize you were the finger quotes celebrity? I, one of the many. I mean, some I people are playing. Buy, I don't buy that. Some people like, are playing golf with George W. Bush and and, and like they get me. They, I think you knew they, they what they you were doing. Up. Oh please. So, just uh, it just on uh, like you're like Forrest Gump. You just accidentally signed up to be the celebrity yeah, golf tournament where you were the celebrity. Yes, like he would accidentally end up at the White House a couple of times. I ended up as the celebrity on a golf course by accident. And uh, after that, I got so sick of it that uh, I decided I probably wasn't going to play much anymore. And that's why you retired. Yeah. You acted like it was a big traumatic story like that. I really don't like talking about it. <laughs> a swan got after me. You act like you're talking about it like as though you were in Vietnam. You weren't. You just decided to quit playing golf one mm-hmm. day. 
So there, there you go. So I didn't have, I, I didn't just quit. There was a reason. I was ashamed. Okay, even better. Even better for <laughs> your little you're son, Mac, listening. Yeah, if, you, if you're not good at something and you're ashamed of it, just go ahead and quit. You know what you, I'm proud of, though? El Berry at Snow's Furniture? Well, yeah, he offers the lowest prices in town. That's pretty good, right? So you go to other places to get your furniture. Just know there's a place that you get a better deal, and that's Snow's Furniture. And not only do they not bug you when you walk into Snow's Furniture, I like that. I don't want to be, like, you know, guided to something they want to sell. I, I just want to choose what I want. So they leave you alone, and then when you're ready to roll, of course, they can answer any questions you have. Uh, you get 12%, excuse me, 0% interest for 12 months. The other way would be terrible. Mm -hmm. I would suggest you not do that. But uh, 0% for Maybe 12 Maybe you should months. also retire from uh, doing spots for people. Hey, if I do that, you'll be walking out of here with me. Yeah. <laughs> you should retire from the radio as well. You're obviously not too good at that either. <laughs> okay, coming from you, it's 98.5. You just the said there's 12% uh, interest for zero months. I got it. <laughs> you couldn't have gotten it any wrong. Okay, like you do a great job with your commercials. No, your tag's all like, Barry offers the highest prices in town. No, the lowest. <laughs> got it right. Yeah, there it is. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Well, Daniel, look at you. Look at you, big boy. You did something kind of a, did some adulting yesterday, I'd say. It's 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country. You know, I've been doing this uh, house hunting, and um, it's it's like the most stressful thing in the world. I, I imagine the only thing more stressful than looking to buy a house will be building one. Don't you think? Have you ever, you haven't built one ever, have you? No, but I sold one, and that was pretty bad, too. How was that bad? You're scared, like, are we going to get what we need? How long will it take? Uh, we got to move out of here. But will this place be vacant for two months? You know, it's a lot of that going on. I found one right off Cherry Street yesterday, and, I'm, and I put a bid on it. And then uh, the realtor texted me yesterday and says, okay, well, I put the bid in. There are multiple bids. So what does uh, that mean? Does that mean I'm not getting it? It doesn't mean you're not going to get it. But, you know, it's much better to walk into a situation where there are no bids and it's been up there for 90 days, and now they're kind of freaking out. And any offer right now sounds good. But if did this house just go in the market? Just yesterday, Okay, yeah. and so it's already got a bunch but of But it might be one of those things where, like, I, when I lived in Nashville, people just from out of town would reach out and be like, hey, uh, would you like X amount of dollars for your house? Or they're just like a Hail Mary. Yeah, they're offering you way less for the house, mm -hmm. hoping that you're just in it for the convenience just to do, make a quick sale. But, uh, well, let us know how it goes. So your your bid is in, and we just got to figure out if you want it. You call it Win. I, I would say you no. You this is I'm paying for this. I didn't win anything. But you're gonna win the bid, maybe. So well, I guess this is like too stressful. When I'd will rather, you know? I don't know. Like you tell me. I'm asking your <laughs> well, advice. I'm asking your advice for uh, you're supposed house to know hunting pretty quickly. Well, how long will it take? Probably today, I would think. At least my experience has been when the bid goes in, it's pretty fast turnaround on them saying yes or no. Uh, any advice for somebody trying to buy a house? What are you looking for? This guy that listens to the show named Eric Bam sent me a message on Facebook and says, the key to a good house is its kitchen. Well, that's what a lot of people feel like. Do you disagree with that? Uh, yeah, because that, that's for entertaining. I don't, I don't entertain a whole lot. I could have a uh, toaster oven and be fine for the rest of my life. It's all good. So what do you think the key to a good house is? Um, when you walk in, you'll just know it. Almost like first, like when you fall in love. I don't mean when you first walk in. I mean down the road now that you've lived in it a while. Well, I would check the air conditioner, make sure it's not 25 years old. I'd check the roof and stuff because you don't want to have those expenses right away. Anyway, good right, luck. It's great talking to Let you Let us here. know about the bids Home talk with Tiger right. Rogers. Like, does, does it have air conditioner?
maybe we'll find out the, <laughs> if your bid got rejected or not before the end of the show, and you're being so mean that I'm not going to say it. It's 98.5 The Bull. Oh, you're trying to jinx me. Today's hot country. 7.40, Zach Bryan. Tickets are free today with our bullfight. Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig And hey, Daniel. Uh, I spoke with my mom yesterday, Tig, and she was uh, she ran over a mailbox, just knocked it down. and uh, Did she hit and run? No, no, no. She stopped, talked to the guy, and uh, he's like, hey, I knocked down your mailbox. And he's like, all right, I'll, I'll uh, get an estimate on the wood. <laughs> to replace the mailbox. Yeah. By the way, I thought that would just be a post. But anyway, he was able to uh, recover the mailbox, and he talked to my mom, said, you know what? Just bake me something, and we'll call it even. Yeah. Which is a good luck. You know, it's a good thing that happened there. But also, I'm like, I don't know if, Mom, I want you to bake this guy something, take it back over to his house. Like, <laughs> He's up to no good. But in any case, what I wondered was, what's the craziest thing you ever hit in your car, Ty? You ever ran over something unusual? Uh, not particularly, but, you know, one day I was just driving down um, a 35-mile-an-hour road just a leisurely, and then thump on my windshield a bird. And I know it's not that exciting, but uh, I thought, how does a bird who can see a worm from 100 yards away not notice a black sedan coming down the road? And uh, Well, I assume it was in flight. It was in flight. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, it was and probably then soon like... after, not in flight. Oh, no. Yeah. Which is ironic because I think the most unusual thing I ever hit was also a bird, but it was an owl. You hit an owl? How in the world did I hit an owl? I guess it swooped down trying to get a mouse or something, and I ran it over. You ran it over? Oh, yeah. Didn't just hit it with a windshield. Um, Dang. I think also somehow on the interstate once I ran over a ladder. <laughs> you think? It seems like you remember that pretty well. Uh, so we wanted to know, basically. What's the most unusual thing you've ever hit with your car? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. I've backed into many things. Yes, you have. I was at my grandmother's house, and I backed it. She had, like, two brick pillars. For some reason, by each end of the driveway, she had, like, a circular driveway, and each one had brick pillars. Mm -hmm. And I backed into it, and I immediately got out of the car and went there. It's like, uh, Granny, Uncle Jason just hit your pillars and left. <laughs> <laughs> under the bus. Totally blamed it on him. So uh, the number to call now, 918-879-9898, 918-879-9898. What's the most unusual thing you've ever hit with your car? Hey, it's Tig and Daniel. Who's this? Uh, Michael. Michael. You ever hit anything crazy with your car? Uh, no, but I had a customer one time. I was at a body shop. He drove over a uh, pallet jack on the turnpike. It was a Sadie's van. He, he ran a, over a what? A wooden pallet? Yeah, a pallet. Oh, that's rough, man. A wooden pallet. And he said a little Mercedes Benz. <laughs> that's pretty bad. And, and getting off the interstate, too. If you hit a pallet, even in a Range Rover, that's going to be pretty bad. I would think so. Hey, hey. now, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? This is Kelly. Kelly, what's the most unusual thing you've ever ran over with your car? A family of skunks. Well, not just one skunk. You ran over a whole family of them? Yeah, it was the mom and four babies. I had just turned 16, got my driver's license, and I was going to school, hit the whole family, and the car stunk for, oh, at least six months or a year. <laughs> it wouldn't, it wasn't, you weren't like super sad after hitting a whole family of, of something? Well, yeah, I mean, I was 16, I was sad, but I couldn't do anything about it. I was either going to hit them or run off the road, so I hit them and then just stunk forever. <laughs> Well, now I'm sad, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I was having, I was having I a good day. At least and... it wasn't a dog. 
That's you true. Are. That's true. I was having a good day. Yeah. I was very excited. Then you're like, oh, those baby skunks just ran them right over. I once, I, I once saw a skunk out in a field, Tig, and I had some strawberries in my car, and I said, well, I've never seen a skunk in real life before. I think I'll run out and feed this skunk a strawberry. Mm -hmm. Then about halfway out there, I was like, uh-oh. This is a skunk. It'll spray me with his musk. Yeah. It'll spray you down. Exactly. Well, thank you for the call. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great weekend. See you, you now. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's Friday. Almost forgot. Hey, good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull. Tiger Daniel, who's this? Uh, yeah, this is Jim. Jim, what's the craziest thing you ever hit in your car? Hey, I, I was on my motorcycle. I, I rode a motorcycle for quite a few years. And I was coming home from work and I hit Ended up running into a swarm of bees. You hit a swarm, like a beehive, or just a swarm of bees? Yeah, like a swarm of bees. Well, what happened L with that? Luckily I, luckily, I had my helmet on. You know, cause I always wore a full face uh, motorcycle helmet. You know, and it was all splattered all over the windshield, all over my <laughs> face, face. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it could have been a lot worse if I hadn't had that helmet on, you know, because I was thinking at first I thought it would be like smoke, you know, from, from a prairie fire, you know, that would get in Oklahoma a lot, but I couldn't see no smoke or smell. Boy, and then it's all of a sudden just, <laughs> you know, cloud of bees. Splattering all, <laughs> yeah. uh, did they begin to sting you after that or you just went through them too quickly? Oh, oh no, it killed them. Yeah. Yeah, it killed them. You killed the entire swarm of bees. You, you must have a huge head. What? Oh, I don't know how many. I, I don't know how. I don't think I killed them all, but they were sure splattered all over me. Oh my goodness! Are you still riding the motorcycle? No, I. Well, I ended up hitting a cow on the way to work. Okay. About six years ago, and that kind of put the damper on it. Yeah, well, you're hitting cows and bees. I think, yeah, it's time to retire from <laughs> so the old motorcycle gang. I think up the old motorcycle bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, how did you hit yeah. a cow, buddy? Well, it, it, it had got out, and it was just the time of the morning where it was just dark enough to where, luckily, I, I, I almost had the motorcycle stopped, but it just turned right when I was able thought I was going to be able to go around it, but yeah, it kind of messed up my day for a long time. Yeah, wow. So. Did you, you ran over its udder, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Daniel. All right, thanks for the call, man. Hey, I appreciate All right. it, yes. Thank you now. Watch thanks. out for cows and bees out there. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country with Tiger Daniel. 7.40, Daniel, we continue. We still got those Zach Bryan tickets with the bullfight. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Less than 15 minutes away from Zach Bryan. Tickets here on 98.5 The Bull. Good morning, Daniel. Keep seeing how everything's going up in price, but then I saw there's a special at Red Light Chicken downtown here in Tulsa, the fried chicken place. Mm -hmm. On Thursdays, $13 all-you-can-eat fried chicken. That's a little inflation buster, huh? And I mean, to me, that's like a really go, good deal. You people are going mental for that place, right? What's that? People what? are going mental for that Red Light Chicken, right? I like it, uh, but I don't even know if you could go through KFC and get... A giant portion of chicken for only $13. Right. So Thursday's unlimited food for you, Daniel. Well, no, I haven't gone there yet, but I like the idea of an unlimited amount of something for $13. You ever do that thing where you get hate within your heart and you you, you think, when I go to a buffet, I'm going to try to hurt these people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it not worth their while to have sold me this why buffet. Why do we like that? I don't know why we do that. Like, if I go to Golden Corral, I like yeah. Golden Corral, and I have no... 
I harbor no animosity toward them, but I open right. those doors and I go, I'm going to, these gonna, people are going to rue the day I walked in. They're going to pay for this. I listened to a podcast and the guy must have run like Golden Corral or one of the buffet restaurants. And he was saying, somebody, the host asked him that question. Like, you do these all-you-can-eat buffets. Aren't you concerned that someone will, you know, make it worth their while and not yours to do an unlimited buffet? And he said, look, we've already done the math on this. There might be like one out of 30 people where we lose a couple cents, but generally we're charging you $14, $15 for a buffet. It probably costs us three bucks. I watched a documentary on buffets as well because I have, I obviously have an issue, but um, they said that for in order for the restaurant to even start to lose money, the average customer would have to get eight plates filled <laughs> right. with food in order for them to stop turning a profit. So no matter how mad you are at the world and you want to go punish a buffet, you're thing. probably not going to be able to do it. And I think everybody feels this way. You're not angry with the place, but you want to get a value or whatever. Mm -hmm. Even if it, it comes to great detriment to yourself, you'll eat till you're, till you're miserable. You ever been to one of those Brazilian steakhouses? Oh, where you turn the cart over and they bring in meat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of meat, man. And it is. And you're in there. And you're like, hey, I just spent like 60 bucks. I need to hurt these people financially. <laughs> Another place that you probably couldn't hurt them. How much meat would you have to eat in order for them to lose money on you? A lot. Yeah. So the, it's a win-win formula, I think, for them. You don't, you don't have the same relationship with food that a lot of people have. Like, to me, I, I feel like I must eat all that I can in order to mm -hmm. save money to mm -hmm. a certain extent. You you just eat till you're full and you're done. Yeah. And uh, How do you do that? The the oftentimes the first thing I'll do let let's say we go to a pasta restaurant. <laughs> when I get the entree, I'll draw a little line down the middle of it. Okay. And I'll eat half of it. Mm -hmm. And I know where the line is, halfway down. And I'll eat half that. I'll eat half the bread, whatever. And then I take it home in a box. And then I have a free lunch the next day. Well, it's not free. You still paid for it, but you yeah, you're yeah, but satiated like, only after half the meal. Mm -hmm, usually. Uh, now I don't know where my weight gain's coming from, but. The meal's not over when I'm full, Tug, when I go to a restaurant. It's, <laughs> you, it's not over, over until... then you go over to the, uh, that, <laughs> what's that, soft-serve ice cream bar or whatever they have afterwards and M&Ms and all that. You just feel like you got to, like, get them over, and I don't know why that is. It's not the 8-5 of the bull. Somebody might get one over on us today, Daniel, because we're not going to receive any money for these tickets. Zach Bryan. How about that? I got distracted. I just saw Alan Crone, News on 6, took off his glasses. Alan Crone's quite handsome, is he not? Yeah. Anyway, I was trying to do the radio show, and you're watching television. Sorry, I get distracted by this dreamboat. Ten minutes away from Zach Bryan tickets. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull. Uh, Zach Bryan tickets are free in about two minutes here. But first, Daniel, I saw on Reddit, somebody said, this is a nice person, by the way, said, uh, driving around, I see litter all over the place, I guess around Tulsa and the surrounding areas, especially accumulating in wooded areas. Are there any local volunteer groups that do that? Are there any local volunteer groups that uh, litter? No, that you think there's up, a litter club that clean in Tulsa? Up litter, clean up litter. Like, this person wants the litter cleaned up, and he says, Are there any uh, volunteer groups that do that? And uh, there are, but also, you don't even need to meet up with anybody if you want to do that. You can just go out <laughs> on your own and pick up as much trash as you want. It's not like the cops are going to be like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not seeing you pick up litter, am I? There's no rule. I um I one Saturday I had a five gallon bucket one of those uh, grabber things and I went out and I picked up litter and I realized that it it was easier to pick it up with my hands and I was out there picking up 
litter along the river because I live right there on Riverside. So you had that little claw thing that you mm -hmm. hold about the size of a cane. Yeah. And it was easier just to bend down still? And it was. And I was doing that. And then I came across a needle, a syringe. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I ain't picking up litter no more. <laughs> so you quit. Well, yeah, man. When it got hard, you quit. Quitter. Listen, when I'm picking up garbage, you know, if it's like a Pepsi can, that's fine. But when I'm picking up or seeing syringes, I have to Ew, pack it on bad. in. I, I can't be doing all that. Well, anyway, uh, I hope the guy, if he hears this this message. Uh, Do you ever see a litter bug when you're out on, on the street or whatever? Uh, yeah. I've uh, seen that, too. I've seen just a car uh, pull up to a stop sign and just cast out litter. And I'm like, I can't. It's so alien to me to even consider throwing something out the because window. Because we, we, we grew up, we were kids, and they had that give a hoot, don't pollute, that owlsy or whatever, the owl that on and on about not littering. Well, I remember uh, littering was not a big thing to my parents, but suddenly we were taught, you know, so to us, because uh, you said you'd get in trouble if you didn't litter. I remember me and my dad, I can distinctly remember it. I'm in the passenger seat of his truck down in Alabama, and he goes, throw all that McDonald's garbage out the window. And, I, and it was right in the middle of all this Captain Planet and all that. I was like, Dad, I can't. I can't do that, man. I can't litter. He goes, you better. I'm going to whoop you. <laughs> I threw it out. I was going to be disciplined <laughs> if I didn't litter. How about that? Isn't that crazy? Times Could you imagine changing. telling your son if you don't throw all that garbage out of the car, I'm going to spank you with a belt? Times are changing. What can I say? And uh, now it's time for... Zach Bryan said it's going to be at the BOK. What are we going to play today in the bullfight? The quiz is called Things That Came From Los Angeles. Los Angeles. All right, let's do that. 918-879-9898. Uh, We're looking for caller nine, looking for caller number 10. Both of you be competing against each other in the 98.5 The Bullfight. In the meantime, it's Jason Aldean with Tiger Daniel. This is 98.5 The Bull. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. It's the Bull Fight, Daniel. Today, another round of Zach Bryan. He's going to be at the BOK. Hard ticket to get, except if you play the Bull Fight and win. Daniel, who do we have today? Today, we have Brittany, who works at the water office, and she's got four children with her. Brittany, could you get those children to uh, give us a round of applause, please? All right, that is the most silent round of applause I've ever heard. Um, and taking on Tyler, who's a senior in high school. Tyler, where are you a senior at? I go to school at Fort Gibson, Oklahoma. Fort Gibson. And, and in Fort Gibson, is there a, a place in town where all of you young people, uh, when you're driving around on Saturday night, you guys all hang out like the uh, parking lot of Reesers or something like that? Uh, yeah, Sonic. You guys hang out at Sonic, do you? Yeah. Where was your neighborhood hangout spot, Ty? Sonic. What does it do? Why, why was it all Sonic? I guess because you could, I don't know, park and next door to your neighbor and go out and chit chat. I have no idea. Brittany, where was your hangout spot back in the day? Um. Well, I was. I'm from Morris, so there's not a whole lot of places in Morris. It's usually like a pasture or something. <laughs> all right, the old pasture. What a fun time, uh, guys! Yeah. Enough tomfoolery. Let's get down to business. Up for grabs. Two tickets to Zach Bryan. The name of the game today, things that came from Los Angeles. You'll name these people, places, or things that came from Los Angeles. Brittany, you will be first. Mexican fast food chain started by Glenn Bell in 1962. Uh, Los Cabos? Incorrect. That would be Taco Bell. No idea. Glenn Bell started Taco Bell. Yeah. Huh. 
Tyler. Blonde doll sometimes criticized for unrealistic body proportions invented in the year 1959 in Los Angeles. What was it again? Blonde doll sometimes criticized for unrealistic body proportions. The cabbage patch? Is it Barbie? It's Barbie. Yeah. Okay, um, so no no right answers yet. Yeah, you know how we all had those cabbage patch kids with those big boobs back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, <laughs> from 1960, Brittany. A device which can shoot a targeted beam of light. Laser. Laser is correct. Brittany on the board with one. Tyler, a cartoon character who got his start in the animated short Steamboat Willie. Now, no. Help him out, Tug. Is it Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse. Brittany, hard rock band whose name celebrates firearms and botany. Um. You might listen to them in the cold November rain. Uh, Guns and Roses. Uh, you missed you. it by a hair, All right. but it was Guns and Roses. Guns but. and Roses. Did I get it? Now's a buzz. You just oh. missed it. <clears throat> Tyler, sport originally called sidewalk surfing. It was invented in L.A. in the 1940s. Sidewalk surfing. What sport would that be? Skateboarding. Skateboarding. And with that, Brittany and Tyler are tied up one-to-one. -one. Two questions to go, Tug. Brittany, from the 1980s, the invention a wearable way to quit smoking. Wearable way to quit smoking. No idea. Is that, that would be the nicotine patch? Nicotine patch. Oh Tyler. Invented in LA in 1948, fast food burger chain where you presumably enter and exit quickly. Burger King? That is incorrect. We're looking for In and Out Burger. And it all comes down to this, you two. You're tied up. Last question before we go to a tiebreaker. Brittany, from 1928, the biggest child star of the 1930s or the non alcoholic drink that was named after her? Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple is correct. Tyler, it all comes down to this. In 1961, the band that recorded the song California Girls. I have no idea. That would be the Beach Boys. And with that, Brittany has defeated Tyler in the 98-5 The Bull fight. Brittany, you've got a choice to make now. You can hold on to these Zach Bryan tickets for yourself, or you could give these to Tyler, who is a senior in high school. Tyler, make a case to why Brittany should give you the tickets. Brittany, I'm trying to take out my girlfriend. Hey, now. <laughs> the concert. 
Britney. He wants to take his girlfriend out. You know how, how important that is when you're a young person. Will you now give Tyler the tickets or will you keep them for yourself? Oh, I think I'm going to have to keep them. I think it would be a good date night for my husband and I. I get away from those kids. <laughs> give us a break from the kids. You said get away from those kids. Get away from those yeah. kids. Uh, well, Tyler, I, I hate to break it to you, but that's the uh, case there. Did you register to, to buy the tickets, though, when they come to the BLK Center? No. Well, do that, and maybe you'll get in, and uh, maybe you'll see Brittany there. Um, I'll have to talk to her. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for uh, being good sports this morning on 98.5 The Bull. A good way to start the weekend with some free tickets and some good fellowship. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Ty again. Good morning, Daniel. We just heard Tyler, who's a senior in high school, play the uh, 98.5 The Bull fight. And uh, you think about somebody being a senior in high school and a party wants to go, man, not a care in the world. Those were the days. But I remember high school being maybe one of the most stressful times in my life. Also, maybe being one of the most busiest times in my life. Do you remember this time when you had all these different things you had to get done and do? Yeah, and, and high I, school is quite busy. When I find out somebody is a senior in high school, I kind of get jealous of them too because I'm like, you, you got the whole world in front of you now. And so in my mind now, removed from it, you think, oh, their life must just be splendid. But I remember being extremely stressed out at those ages. Super stressed you know, out. You got to move out of the house, and you're going to get your own place, and like it was on and on and on. You got this whole life ahead of you. Like, what am I going to do? What do I want to do? And now it's like even harder to get like a really good job. I don't feel like you have that many advantages or something like that. And when I think back on high school, that was that's rough. That's a rough time. You got these projects to do, and you get a report card. What if you still in your lifetime got a report card? Yeah. If my parents saw my job performance, I'd be in trouble. Forget about that. Just what if you just, when you went to the doctor or you went to your boss and every uh, six weeks they handed you a piece of paper that said everything they feel about you and right. how they thought you were doing. <laughs> it wasn't good, was the it? The good thing about being an adult is people don't, they don't really tell you what they think about you anymore. Yeah, they hate you behind your back. The old report card, they, they, you know, the teacher just write whatever they wanted on that thing and hand it to you. And like, oh, I get to see what you think inside your mind about me? I don't like it. Okay, it's 7.55 at 98.5 The Bull. You know, we got central shout-outs coming up. Yeah, central shout-outs. So what you need to do to get a shout-out this morning, it's really easy. Just like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel. That's T-I-G-E and Daniel on Facebook. And then uh, we'll see your name pop up, or you can send us a message that you'd like a shout-out. We'll get to that just after 8 o'clock, but you just need to make contact with us at Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel on Facebook. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull. Yeah, so it's uh, central shout-outs. Uh, you can get your shout-out by liking our Facebook page or just sending us a message if you're already a little like it or whatever. Tiger Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel on Facebook. Uh, do it right now uh, because we are live, and if we see your name pop up, you get your name on the radio here. You know what? What if you wanted to call and get one? You can do that too, 918-879-9898. That's 918-879-9898. We're making it so easy to get a central shout-out these days. We've never uh, taken calls during central shout-out. So if you'd like to get on the phone and Daniel will give you one, you can call us, 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. Go, Daniel. A very essential good morning to Charity Lisi, Amos McNack. Ooh, girl. My love for you is like a ship. Yacht to know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Central shout-outs. 
I'm never gonna dance again Guilty feet have got no rhythm Though it's easy to pretend I know you're not a fool I know you're not a fool, Cheyenne, is that your name? Yes Would you like a sensual shout-out? Please Are you in a safe place? Yes Ooh, Cheyenne If I were what you packed your clothes in to go on vacation I'd be called Huggage <laughs> I think she liked That's it. That's good. Yeah, that is good. That's a good one. Cheyenne, would that work in a club, though? I don't think so. No, probably not. Thanks for the call, Hi, Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Very sensual good morning to Aaron Livingston, Jake Rogers. Ooh, girl. Is your name Chamomile? Because you're a real hot tea. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, who's this? Somebody likes it. Uh, this is Gerald. Gerald? Hey, can you give uh, G- yeah? Can you give Jim Richardson a sensual shout out? Ooh, Jim Richardson! If I was a candle place in the mall, I'd be called Spanky Candles. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Made somebody's day there. Also, Sean Warden. Uh, shout out to Kylie. Charity says she's listening, but she can't call. Uh-oh. So, good morning, A very Judy. essential good morning to Louisa Rath. Ooh, girl. Is it allergy season? Because I can't stop looking at you. It is hilarious. Lisa Hargis. A very Dallas s- Donnelly. Central good morning to Kay Studs. Ooh, girl. I like my friend, my kisses like I like my toast. French. Mike Ingram. I could say the same about my ticklers. Okay. Go ahead. French tickler. Hey, tag please. What is that? A very sensual good morning <laughs> to Bud's Bargains. Country flash mob, ooh, girl. If I was a person born without skin pigment, pig, you know, if you, if you were a person born without skin pigment, you'd be called Alfino. Also, Debbie Vaughn. Good morning and happy Friday. Is it not time to sing it? I'm never going to dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm, though it's easy to pretend. I know you're not a fool. I know you're not a fool. What's your name on the phone? Matt Payne, essential shout out. Matt Payne, I know you're not a fool. Who would you like essential shout out to dedicated to? Payne. To yourself? To Matt Payne. Oh, to Matt, no, Payne. To Matt Payne. All right, and finally, the final essential shout out this morning to Matt Payne. Ooh, girl. <laughs> your blouse is like children's television because I like your cocoa melons. Oh, <laughs> 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Save big, save now at Gallery of Furniture and Mattress Outlets. Now's your chance to save on an enormous selection of furniture and mattresses. Up to 25% off everything. Save big on all sofas, sectionals, and recliners, 20% off. Save now on all dining sets and bedroom furniture, 20% off. All mattresses and adjustable bases, 25% off. It's a savings event like no other. Save big, save right now, up to 25% off everything at Gallery of Furniture and Mattress Outlets. 2300 East Kenosha or on Old Shawnee Road in Muskogee. You know, Ty, coming up, uh, it's going to be spring just around the corner here, and I need to get rid of this winter body. Yes, uh, I think we all go, oh, boy. Did you do that thing where you got your winter clothes out? You know, I I, I live in a small house, so I went and got my winter clothes out. Didn't know that I'd put on a little bit. Tried to put those uh, clothes on from last year. Not too good, but... Not good, huh? Yeah. But guess what, Daniel? With Red Mountain Weight Loss, they can help us lose up to 20 pounds in 30 days. That's right, 30 days. So... 
about March. You could be 20 pounds down with Red Mountain weight loss. Now, these are doctors. These aren't just folks they hired. These are physicians that will call you at your house, and they'll do a video chat, get to know you, get to know your goals, where you at. And then they're going to say, all right, well, maybe RM3 is good for you, where you could lose up to 20 pounds in 30 days, and you never leave the house because they call you at your house, and then they deliver whatever medicines you need to your front door. Couldn't be any easier. And you can get started on your journey to lose up to 20 pounds right now. 20 pounds. Imagine your scale. You'd be like, is that thing broke? No, I just lost 20 pounds. All you got to do is dial pound 250. Keyword, Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's pound 250. Keyword, Red Mountain Weight Loss. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. So, Daniel, uh, Daniel, what are you saying, basically, that I'm some kind of wuss? I watched the show on Showtime. It's called George and Tammy. It's about the great George Jones and Tammy Wynette. It's got me, like, hooked on George Jones and Tammy Wynette right now. And I thought, Ty, you know what? Back in the day, we used to, every Friday, country radio stations would play George Jones' Finally Friday. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was in the afternoon. Uh, you used to play it early on in your radio career. Yeah, every day at 5 p.m., every Friday. Except they would do some weird version of it. It was like, yabba dabba do, and there's like a finally Friday. But they would only play it in the afternoon for whatever reason. And I thought, man, I would love to hear that song this morning. And you were like, I don't. And you're scared to play it. Uh, all right. So I said, yeah, because it's kind of like breaking the rules. There are rules all employers have, and some make sense to you, some don't. But you still have to follow the the, the rules that your boss has set out. We asked for calls. Define. We asked for calls on it, and uh, so far, a bunch of gentlemen have called. We have one lady on hold. We'll give her the final word on this. Okay, let's at, do that. Let's hear from the gentleman first. Right. Play. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Eli. Eli, you think we should play Finally Friday? Yes, definitely. You should definitely play it. I don't think anybody that listens to this show listens to it as much for the music as they listen to it for you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, there you go. I might play Finally Friday. Even then, you don't have the courage to be like, yes, we will play it. Good morning. It's uh, Tig and Daniel. Who's this? This is Mike. Mike, should I play Finally Friday? Yes, you should. I think it should be an every weekday or every Friday thing. Yeah, well, it used to be a tradition in radio. They'd always play that, but I guess... Uh, I got away from that. I think I can speak on behalf of all the older listeners here in Tulsa area. Finally Friday. Well, even the younger listeners would enjoy this, Doug. Maybe they've never heard it before. You could uh, introduce George Jones to a whole new generation. Yeah. Mike wants to hear it every weekday, not just on Fridays, every weekday. <laughs> he's like, he's into it. Hey, hey good morning. Ty and Daniel, who's this? This is Kelsey. Kelsey, are you a lady? Yes. <laughs> Do you think all ladies would also like to hear George Jones's Finally Friday? I'm in my 20s, and I would definitely like to hear it. Why do you feel like Tyke has no courage? I mean, it's a legend, a country legend. You're a radio station playing country. Well, speak to Tyke and tell him. Speak to Tyke and tell him that he he should have courage. If Tyke were to storm the beach of Normandy in World War II, the guy would have took one step out and then ran back onto the ship. I don't even think he would make it on. <laughs> he wouldn't even get on the ship. You're right. He would still be over in uh, wherever he's that, from. That makeup, like that guy in MASH, so they wouldn't put me on that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the call. Definitely. All right. Absolutely. Thank All you. Right, bye. Hey, good morning. This is Ty Dana. What was your name again? This is Paula. By the way, I got to say, I don't think I'm going to do it because I started thinking more and more and more about how that is just a no-no. How is it a no-no? Well, that's what they told me. Do you hear yourself? This is I'm like, like I'm like have courage. You're like that's a no no. This is like if I worked at a restaurant and I don't wash my hands, even though there's a big sign that says do 
not leave this bathroom without washing your hands, employees. Ty, I'll be honest. I don't want to live in a world where a country music radio station is afraid to play George. I'm dead serious. Doesn't want to play George Jones. Political statement. A political statement. I got to leave it up to. And and a real man here is like, that might be a no-no. So what do you say? I'll leave it up to her, though. I don't think I'm going to do it, though. I think you should play it. Have we had one no vote yet? No. Only you. All right. It's easier to ask for um, forgiveness than permission. I don't disagree with that. (laughs) That's a good one. I appreciate the call. All right, let's do it. Forget it. Should I do it? You want to do it? If you have have the courage. You ready? (sighs) All right, let's go. Do you need some help? Finally Friday by George Jones. Radio it up a little bit like back in the day, like you used to back in your early radio career. I'll hit the intro and you... You know, you talk over and introduce the song. Really sound peppy. You ready? All right. And go. You're listening to the Wacky Tig and Daniel. It's 831 at Tall Grass Country. Here's George Jones, Smiley Friday at 98.5 The Bull. Say hello to your mama for us, all right? I've got a hundred dollars smoking in my billfold. I know I ought to save it, but it's burning it. Uh, one more time in a row? Oh, man. Back to back. Oh, back to back. Finally, Friday. You didn't tell me the song was 12 minutes long. It was t- it's two minutes. Uh-oh, hold on. <laughs> you got a more George Jones going? It's go. four in the morning. There you go. I must have shut them all 
Buddy, I watch this show on Showtime. Yeah, you go nuts for this well, George and it. Tammy show. It's Dana my favorite really show of last year. Welcome into uh, Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going around around the world. And right here in Tulsa, Daniel, I got a good news story if you'd like to hear it on a Friday. Yes, please. Um, some firefighters in Sand Springs performed a rescue on a dog that went too far out in the lake. Here's a feel-good story for you. Some firefighters helped reunite a dog with its owner today thanks to the power of GPS. The owners were able to track down Merlin's location thanks to his GPS collar, but weren't quite able to get to him without some help. The 140-pound Great Pyrenees had adventured down to the backside of Shell Lake, just northwest of Sand Springs. That's when they reached out to the Sand Springs Fire Department, who used a boat to reach him and get him back to his family. What a feeling of helplessness. You're, you're a dog owner, and you see your dog out in the lake, but you can't do anything about it. You don't have a boat. So the fire department came in and saved the day. And uh, you go, how, how in the world does a dog get that far out in the lake like that? But your dog, Fenton, Daniel... I'm at the lake with him, and I have to be careful about how far I throw it because he will attempt to get it. If mm -hmm. I had a cannon and it went a mile into the lake, your dog would try to swim out there and get that, that ball. Yeah, if I'm at the lake and I get on a jet ski and I take off and I look back and I see my dog vigorously swimming He's trying to get out there. I'm like, you in the lake. Yeah. Well, first of all, you can't name a dog Merlin and be surprised when he disappears. And secondly, at Great Pyrenees, I believe, those are dogs that are bred to swim, right? Is Aren't that those right? the dogs that are good uh like lifeguards is that right well yeah. maybe that's why uh he or she was so curious merlin to get out in the lake but maybe a little too bit off more than he or she could choose no chew <laughs> okay i'm out it's friday yeah, you're right? worried about playing george jones yet you can't I'm speak leaving. i'll see you man merlin the dog bit up more than she could choose i'm out <laughs> bye-bye uh did you see this tag every now and again a company will do something ridiculous only to get into the news so that we'll all talk about it, and we fall for it every time. In fact, now Chicken of the Sea Tuna is offering a $1 million reward to anybody who can find a mermaid. Not only would you have to present video evidence, you'd also have to set up an interview between the mermaid and the company's mermaid expert. So that's a million dollars they plan on never giving out, but they get all this free publicity. Yeah, and, here, and, and I'm falling for it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Have you met a mermaid? No. I did see that movie. What was that movie back in the day called Splash? And Tom Hanks fell in love with a mermaid? Did he? Yeah. What? You're supposed to comment on, comment on it while I find the next story. <laughs> what? Oh, now I'm filling time? Yeah. The number one uh, dream job, Tig, according to young people today, they looked at, like, Google and things like that, and they, they figured this out by looking at what people said, how to become a blank Mm -hmm. What do you think the I number one dream job in the world is? With the uh, younger people now into that mix, I would think it's how to be an influencer on social media. Number seven on the list was influencer. Can you answer a question for me real quick, though? Sure. Uh, related to influencer. How come sometimes now I've got friends on Facebook that normally when I went to their profile, it looks like a you know, regular friend page, but now it's everybody says they're a digital creator and it's more like a fan page. Have you noticed that? You're, you're going to fan pages? No, like in normally you would click their name and it'd go to the regular profile, but they they changed something on their account. So now I go look at it. Instead of having 500 friends, it says they have 500 followers. I think once you get a certain amount of followers, you can then become a digital creator and somehow get paid for these. Yeah. All right. So number seven is 
influencer, not the number one thing people are Googling. Yes, I would have thought it would have been a YouTuber, but that's number four. The number one thing right now worldwide now, not just in this country, over the whole world, pilot. Pilot. Airline pilot. I wonder if that uh, Top Gun Maverick had any influence because I remember when the first Top Gun came out, the United States Navy said, oh, we just had an influx of people trying to get into the Navy. And I wonder if that Top Gun Maverick made people want to join the Navy again or the military in general. Maybe, but when they say pilot, it doesn't say fighter pilots, just general just pilot, pilot, which I All would right. think you, you would like to be an airline pilot. I would think that would be a quite boring job if every day you just flew from Tulsa to to Atlanta to and Denver back, and, and back and over and over. three, four times. Yeah. Would it get, be quite boring or I not? I think probably they get paid well. The, the thing that's like, I have a bunch of buddies that are airline pilots, and when you're young and you're an airline pilot, you don't get the good schedules, so... You can just say goodbye to Christmas and Thanksgiving. You're flying those days. What do you get paid, though, as an airline pilot they can make, per year? Uh, several hundred thousand dollars a year at the oh, end. Wow. Yeah. What about bad. in the beginning? Not very much. What's not very much? I think it's like uh, it's like any other job. You start out, and you're just kind of making ends meet, and then you graduate on to another income level. Uh, there's, there's pilots to make as low as, I mean, there was a, a flight that crashed, and they did some research, and they were paying the, the pilot like $11 an hour. It was a new pilot. What, what airline was that? I don't want to take that it, one. It's, it's, I don't think it exists anymore. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Uh, finally, did you see this Eagles player. Uh, after the Philadelphia win over the Giants last weekend, this Eagles defensive back walked outside of the Lincoln Financial Field to find his car had been stolen. Who took my car? Wow. Wow. That's how y'all getting down in Philly after a win? I would have thought the players had their own parking lot. You think they would be? I, I know that they do, unless this guy couldn't get in or somebody got it out of that. Think he's running light. late. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Eight forty with Ty Gadino. Ninety-eight-five. The bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. This is 98.5 The Bull. Good Friday morning to you. I'm Tig, and that over there is Daniel. Uh, good morning, Tig. Earlier we played uh, the 98.5 The Bull fight. All the questions were uh, from a quiz called. Things that came from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I have some of the leftover questions that I would like to challenge you and see if you can determine these things that came from Los Angeles. They, they, as they go on, they get harder. Okay. From 1958, this thing invented in Los Angeles was a children's toy consisting of a ring of a little over one meter in diameter. Um, geez, what would that be? That would be uh, a hula hoop, I would guess. Hula hoop is correct. From 1933, Ty, it came from Los Angeles, a style of bar with Polynesian-themed drinks and decor. There's one here in Tulsa. It's called the Saturn Room. A tiki lounge? Tiki bar. Hey, hold on. Buddy, this guy in this bell, he's this <laughs> time with his bell. Up next, from 1931, this musical instrument was invented in Los Angeles in 1931 again with pickups that made rock music possible. Pickups? What's that mean? Uh, I'm going to guess the electric guitar. But... The electric guitar is correct. I guess on electric guitar, there's something called pickups. Oh, okay. From 1945, an ice cream chain, which says it has 31 flavors, one for every day of the month. Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. I got a Baskin Robbins. They got 31. They could have a million flavors. I just give vanilla. After you leave there, they're down to 12 flavors. That's hurtful. 1982, Tyga Jeans Company with a question mark for a logo. Guess Corporation? Guess. 
How about from 1979 in Los Angeles, a troupe of male dancers who wear bow ties, not much else. Your dad's a big fan of the Chippendales. Chippendales. In the 1960s, Tyga, bed size, which is longer than a normal king-sized bed. California. California King. And finally, from 1977, invented in Los Angeles, a dubious way to move people into space. Only six were ever built, and two of those exploded. That's the shuttle. Space shuttle. Did I win free tickets? Well, what did they take uh, into space in 1969 when they landed on the moon? Was that not a space shuttle? That was, like, uh, that was a rocket with a little capsule on top of it. But they, they didn't bring a space shuttle up for the moon landing. That was more for the uh, space stations and stuff. They could dock with it and all that. But no, we didn't have a space I, shuttle before. I'm confused. Before. Why would they not take a shuttle up there? Well, they didn't have it invented yet. They put it on top of a rocket and they got up there. And now Wait. we're going back to that, by the way. I keep feeling bad about that. Those people landed on the moon, that Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, got out, walked around on the moon, and that one guy had to sit in the ship the whole time. Yeah, my, a guy named Michael. He went all the way yeah, to the moon. He didn't even know his on. last name. Michael Collins. Michael Collins, and he's like, hey, uh, I'd like to also get out of the ship. They're like, oh, no, 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 you can't do all that. We, we've got some serious business going on out here. And then he looks outside, and they're driving a dune buggy around. <laughs> and he had to sit there and take it, right? I know. I mean, how did they get a car up there? Michael can't get out for a minute or two. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Good Friday morning. Daniel. Tag, did you ever have a job where you had to wear a tie every day? I did. did every you? Every single day. Where? When I was pushing buggies at the grocery store, we had we had a tie and a vest. <laughs> you had to wear a tie to push the buggies. I swear, in? man. Did you ever pull them to... aside and go, "Hey, guys, I this is a grocery store and I'm pushing buggies in. Why must I wear a tie?" I don't know. They made us dress like blackjack dealers at the grocery store, mm -hmm. and uh, so I did that. Learned how to tie a tie really good. You do it about 500 times, you got it down. My first job was at a um, drugstore back in Alabama, and I also had to do the old tie and vest, and I had to wear a tie every single day. And in efforts to be less attractive than I already was, I would wear wacky ties, mm -hmm. you know, with like Flintstones on them. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, that's a... You think that people like that. Girls and like, hate oh, that that's cool. Yeah, they do. No girl oh, girl girls like and men and women and equally hate the wacky tie guy. Yeah, it's weird how we had this strict dress code. I had to wear a tie to go out in 105 degree weather to push 30 buggies in. I'm wearing a tie. Yeah. Long sleeve shirt, a vest. So they were super stringent about our attire, our uniform. And if you forgot your vest, uh, you would either have to go get yours. They dock your pay while you weren't there. If it took you 30 minutes to go get your vest, I mean, they were serious about this. But but they wouldn't let me put Tig on my name tag. They said, nobody, that's a stupid name. You have to go by Tim, they chose. You're going to be Tim when you work here. And I go, yeah, but my name's Tig. They go, you're Tim. So they were, even that, they were, like, concerned about being able to pronounce a name on the name tag. Meanwhile, my buddy Darius got a hold of the... <laughs> He, I listen, you telling me like this, they, yeah. they care so much about my name being Tim instead of Tig and how I look, pushing buggies. This guy, Darius, also a buggy pusher with me. We were both in high school, so everything's hilarious. He got a hold of the name tag machine and changed his name. He removed Darius and put Sex God. So he's walking around this grocery store, mopping the floor, helping people find aluminum foil, ringing them up, Sex God. Apparently, that's no problem. Now, Tig, big problem on a name tag. Sex God... Oh, what a laugh riot. You don't see a place anymore that makes you wear a tie too often. I, I'm trying to think of a business around town where you have and to wear ties still. I think that's going away or something because my dad, uh, he wore a tie every day. I mean, it shaved and, and now you just see people, and I like it, don't get me wrong. 
Yeah, people can kind of just do a button-up and some khakis, even if it's a big meeting. I mean, nobody expects a suit and tie guy, right? Yeah, but uh, uh, young Ty and Daniel at the grocery store and the drugstore having to wear a tie. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, why do we, why are we wearing ties? Like, hey, you got to take this job seriously now. You're, you're selling Summer's Eve, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, wear a tie, you know, don't look mature. But then why let me wear a tie with, like, nonsense on it? Yeah, like a Looney Tunes or like Garfield's on it or Devil Ziggy. And stuff yeah, like I'm like, that. what do you? Why? But uh, one thing I noticed when I put on that uniform is that I was such a slight guy. You know those Halloween costumes you put on and it like blows up around you. Mm-hmm. I like I was wearing bags of bags of clothes on me. But uh, nowadays I don't think I'd fit in those clothes, Daniel. Because you know what, life happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is a program out there that can help you if you've put on your clothes and you found out your clothes are shrinking. What's up with that? Well, Red Mountain Weight Loss can help. You could be down 20 pounds this very month, Daniel. So in 30 days, you could be down 20 pounds with the program Red Mountain Weight Loss has called RM3. Imagine, look, we know how hard it is to lose a couple pounds and then to maintain it. But RM3 is here to help you with doctors that will call you at your house. And then whatever medication they send you, it comes to your house. You never leave your house with Red Mountain Weight Loss. But what you do leave is a bunch of weight behind. Red Mountain Weight Loss, dial pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's pound 250 to get started. Keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Earlier today, Tig, I uh, encouraged you to play George Jones's Finally Friday. And in radio, at least in big corporate radio, that's a big no-no. That is something you do not change the music ever. You and play you, what has been chosen by the program director. Correct. And you, in fact, one of the quickest ways to lose a job in radio used to be to play a song that wasn't approved. I know a guy that got uh, fired because he played that uh Jingle bells, but it's bar- dogs barking. Mm-hmm. Fired on the spot. It can happen. And you bravely played this morning. George Jones is finally Friday. And I don't know if you saw this or not yet, but the president of the company what? texted after hearing you play it. And I'd like you to read Oh my God! Wait. what the guy said. Okay, so before I even open my phone, mm-hmm. to give you an idea, the president here, there's a lot of there's a lot of people above us. Like me and Dan are worker bees. Right. You know, we're at the bottom. We're just the performers. Then you got like management above that and management above that. So you're saying the president? Yes. Oh crap. Has personally texted. Okay. And I think you're in big trouble. Oh, uh, well, hold on. You didn't tell the whole story here. What do you mean? I thought he just organically texted, like was listening. And goes, oh, finally Friday. And then he had a comment about he that. He did organically text. You sent him a message. Daniel, what a rat. Daniel sent our, <laughs> the company president a text and says this to our our company president. Just a quick heads up. Tide played George Jones finally Friday this this morning without permission. <laughs> so, so he, okay, so now he comes back. Oh, I like this. Mm, yeah. President of the company. By the way, what a profile in courage that I have. I played George Jones. You did, Tug. You're a real And I'm not supposed hero. to. Yeah. And I did it. Well, the company president says, oh, my God, that is my favorite country song. He should get a raise. So now you work for me, boy. If I make more money than you, you are mine. I'm that kid on the playground, Tug, that encourages you to cuss. And then when you cuss. Goes and tells the teacher. Goes and tells on you. And listen, children, if there are kids listening right now, there's going to be a time in your life, if you're like four or older, 
You're going to be out in the playground, and somebody's going to encourage you to say a cuss word, and you're going to say it. And then the person that encouraged you is going to immediately go tell the teacher. That was you? No, that wasn't me back in the day. Uh, now look at you. But now it is. And I, it looks like I just might have got you a raise, Tug. So. Thanks, man. You know what I could do with that extra money? What's that? Go to Snow's, but I wouldn't need a whole lot of money because I guarantee the lowest price in town at Snow's Furniture. You need less money at Snow's. Yeah, man, and, uh, you know, spring is coming up, and a lot of us, uh, we get kind of in the mood to fix up the house a little bit, maybe get some new paintings. And what if you upgraded your your furniture along with that? Whatever room you have in the house that needs something, Snow's Furniture has it. Some of the largest inventory they've had since they've opened it in 1978 at 0% interest. So you already get the lowest price, and then when you pay for it, they give you 12 months at 0% interest. That's a win, 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 win. I don't know what Barry's thinking, but it's good for us. Snow's Furniture's online in town and on Facebook.